Welcome to the OnlyFans Football Podcast, Episode 5, The Ned Schneebly. Um, shout out to Nottingham Forest for the win against West Ham the weekend. On this week's episode, the lads discuss the Barclays, the prime Barclays this weekend. A few scraps between Nunez, Anderson, Tuchel, Conte. It really was a WrestleMania-esque weekend in the Barclays Premier League. Um, Kieran makes his debut on Around the World in 60 Seconds. Um, be sure to tune in for that. And we have a massive get it out with all the spoofiest questions possible. And the lads preview the big MNF game next week between Manchester United and Liverpool. Please do give us a follow on Instagram, Spotify, Twitter, TikTok and YouTube. And yeah, enjoy the show. I spend these senses tell me this is going to get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji, and Zopolis. I have a dream. Arnie, cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man, you ain't that. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the OnlyFans Football Podcast, the Ned Schneebly, Schneebler of School of Rock and of Nottingham Forest management fame at the minute, good win for Forest Week. I've never seen a schizophrenic in charge of a football team before, <laughs> both Ned Schneebly and Steve Cooper, both in charge of Forest. Oh God. <laughs> On this week's podcast, Kieran, we have the return of Jersey of the Week course which we will get on to briefly we, we're going to discuss six games in the Premier League as we usually do um, there was a few dead rubbers this weekend yeah. but what a weekend the Barclays and we will of course get on to it we will then Kieran it's your debut we're around the world in 60 seconds how are you feeling? I don't get nervous <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to fight <laughs> and of course we, we're going to preview the video podcast section of this podcast we'll be previewing Manchester United versus Liverpool at Old Trafford um, Monday evening a relegation battle a relegation battle of sorts <laughs> who, who would have thought not me um, but I suppose Carol we'll get kicked off how are you feeling how are you how was your weekend how was your how was life what about the weather man the weather is fucking cracking wasn't I'm it I'm still sweating here um, the weather was, was brilliant I, I actually last Thursday went for a dip in the Vico Bats yes you, yourself and Philly me and Philly a, a little uh, getaway dumb and dumber <laughs> <laughs> yeah we went off to uh, Docky or Slash Colony I'm telling you it's a different world out there yeah, to, to hear it is do, do you know around here when it gets hot you just have these little buzzers flying around it's mm. like me. It's, it's those flies those fucking <laughs> ones you can't keep out of your gaff yeah like I was watching Barry Hoss all this morning, like there's a fly flying around. Like I was like, oh, I'm trying remember, to watch. Do you remember that episode of Breaking Bad where it's just a fly? <laughs> it felt like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just slapping it around. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. 
and you're like, I'm trying to watch this, so like it's the last episode. Let me just watch it in peace now. You know what I mean? Mm. But over in Kalini and over in Dorky, not an insect. No insects, just yeah. incels. And it it just <laughs> <laughs> yourself and Philly on a man. <laughs> it was so clean out there and I just feel like you know it makes you think you know what what would we do with a clean planet it could be so much more easy to live in yeah it could be more you know? enjoyable I suppose for yeah it was mad different world and lovely dip in the Vico Bats recommend it to anyone yeah good good for the the old Keown as well I suppose yeah and <clears throat> we'll definitely do it again before the summer's out but the weather was just fabulous what would you get up to just carry on the usual stuff isn't it my, my life revolves around Football, unfortunately, it's awful because it rules my mood twenty four seven. Um, I think I had on Friday. I took the trip to actually, excuse me, before Friday. Um, after I recorded the podcast with you last week, I was a guest on Shelbourne's official podcast. Um, my first time on, hopefully not my last time, and we were previewing the draw the game and previewing the ladies going to um over to Slovenia for the UEFA Women's Champions League this Thursday. Very exotic. Um. Yeah, well, that's where it's being played. <laughs> say. And on it, we predicted the draw the game. And I think I said 2-1, 3-1 to shout. Of course, on Friday, comes around and it was 3-1 to draw the <laughs> This is why I hate predicting games. It was such a hot day as well. Uh, it was so warm. Um, and I think it showed and draw the showed that shells hadn't played in a couple of weeks. Look, okay, it is what it is. But going down on Friday, Kieran, we got um, just off the M1 um, chopsticks. I don't know if you've heard of chopsticks. It's like Asian cuisine. The things you eat with your... Uh, yeah, but the, I know. Don't the, cul- the cutlery. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Don't, don't be. Oh, don't so, be sorry, sorry. This is what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> yes, we stopped to get Asian cutlery. <coughs> we went to Chopsticks, girl. Right. <laughs> Look at you laughing. <laughs> we went to Chopsticks, girl. And uh, myself, Dave, and uh, Shay. And we're like, this is going to be the highlight of our trip. This is going to be... This is it, lads. And we, we got like... Do you know what Dave got? Dave got... Sticky caramel chicken. What? Yeah, and I, I just, I just got the usual like salt and chili pepper chicken because I'm not a cretin. <laughs> but um, it was actually really nice. Like it was, uh, and to be honest, after judging the fact that we went to the match after, it was the highlight of the fucking day. Um, and I think I had the most shells story ever. So shells went one nil up. Um, true Jack Moylan, excuse me, and um, I got a video of, of the. I, I'm gonna say the scenes. The limbs after the goal, and I, I, I put the song by Elisa Rose and the interplanetary criminal, Baddest of Them All. <laughs> you, you wanted that. That one. Okay. <clears throat> TikTok fame. I put that over that, and I just captioned the art. And then the next, the next picture I had up on my story was um, Pain with Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> a man without love. I don't think I've ever encapsulated shells in a nutshell of my experience following shells than I did then. And then the usual course, I was on the commentary on Saturday for Shells Against Treaty. Right. Um, yeah, good crack. Good crowd. The, the women, as I said, are going over to Slovenia now to play Champions League football. So and, and we do wish them on Yeah, absolutely. We, come here. I, hope, I think they can do well. Whether they do or not is another story. They're a very good team. Obviously, they have an Olympian player from which I still think when I'm on commentary, I'm like, how is there an Olympian that's won a World Cup, three Olympic gold medals, playing in Drumcondra? Like, it's a bit bad. 
But yeah, Heather O'Reilly um, and the crew, Noel Murray, Perlo. They'll all, they'll all do well over there, please God. But um, yeah, that, that was my week, Kieran. Another, another enjoyable week in the life of myself. Right, Kieran, moving on now to our acclaimed Jersey of the Week segment, Kieran, which has gone down like a treat, I think. People enjoy these little anecdotes of the jerseys. And this week, Kieran, we have the Brentford home jersey of the 2021 season. Why, why you ask, Kieran, and you're smirking there. Um, a, a little thing happened in the Barclays on Saturday of uh, Brentford spanking Manchester United 4-0. So we will live it up here. But the story, Kieran, behind this jersey, <clears throat> and I think you know yourself, is um, May 2021, Chelsea Football Club, Champions League final, Manchester City, Saturday 29th of May 2021, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Brentford were playing Swansea in the playoff final. And we were all having a bit of a piss up, weren't we, in Grange Gorman? Yeah. And then Fingless for the Champions League final. And I said I didn't want to be surrounded by Chelsea jerseys. So I went and got a Brentford jersey. I got it for reasonably cheap. So how, how I got it was I went onto the website, made myself a member of Brentford. Like I'm a member of Brentford now to this day. Like I get offered like, I don't get offered tickets, but I get offered like cut prices into like season tickets and stuff. Um, the jersey at retail was about £65. But because I signed up as a member, I got it for £35. <laughs> And on the day, on the day, we went up to Grange Corbin and uh, yourself, Rory, were wearing Chelsea jerseys and I turned up in the Brentford jersey and I think I missed like 60 minutes of the Brentford match. I, th- I think I missed nearly the whole game um, seeing Ivan Tony score a penalty and Brentford went through. I think I've worn that jersey twice since, which is an awful waste of money and this is the problem with the COVID payment because it was just thrown on shite. But it was a great laugh and it actually is a nice jersey in fairness. And has a nice wholesome story to it. And that day, that day was the day that only fans could put podcast forms as well. Mm. Over, jeez, man, we were drinking a lot that day, weren't we? Mm. I think we were sitting in, <laughs> sitting on a broken hammock, <laughs> covered in champagne, covered in champagne, mm. at about two o'clock in the morning when I gave Kieran a cuddle and said, "Fuck it, will we start a podcast?" And here we are, uh, in our second season. I'd love to say thriving. <laughs> um, Hell. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, two years later and we're, we're having a good time, Kieran. Right, so Kieran, Saturday rolls around, Saturday uh, morning, and we have the age-old debate of Steven Gerrard versus Frank Lampard, except this time in the dugouts. Um, Aston Villa 2, Everton 1, half-twelve kickoff. Danny Ings out in the score with a lovely finish. I don't know if you've seen this. I did. I did. It was, go- it was cutting in on his left foot and... Mm whacked into the back of the net nothing Pickford could do because his arms are incredibly small um, Ollie Watkins we could link up play with him there and Watkins was um, pivotal as well in the second goal himself and Wendy um, made the goal and Wendy had a tap in um, Onana what's his name <laughs> made his debut shout out to Alan Shearer for that one again um, again I hope, I hope that becomes a team in match of day you know I hope it doesn't I think oh, it's, I like it's, it. it's wearing teams I know I like it I like, I'm a fan <laughs> Um, he was pivotal for the um, for the second goal for Aston Villa. He gives the ball away and Watkins takes it off him and himself and Wendy cause havoc. But he was good then for Luca Dean's own goal. He was very good in the build up for that. And obviously Luca Dean now is now Everton's top scorer this season. <laughs> and he left the club in January. <laughs> yeah, as we said, Anthony Gordon, fifty million to Chelsea is the rumor. 
Mm. What do you think about that? Uh, I'd prefer if we invest some money elsewhere, to be honest. I think there's a lot better for 50 yeah. million than Anthony uh, Gordon. Just hold on to the wingers we have. It's not It's not that they're not the problem. I think a number nine would be nice. Mm. Seeing how we play the weekend, you just need someone to finish the chances. Mm. Um, and we will get on to that as well as about Havertz. Yeah, I wouldn't want that to be Gordon now. Um, he was fucking shite in the game as well, but like, really poor in the game for everything on that day. He has got talent. Look at don't get me wrong, he's he's a good player, but but um yeah, Villa with the two one win there. Um we move on, Kieran. Arsenal four, Leicester two, three o'clock kickoff. I have a good bit on Ramsdale here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you talk about the good stuff before I slay people. <laughs> but um Gabriel Jesus, what a performance from him. Yeah, it's like Christ the Redeemer himself. <laughs> he he's came and saved Arsenal. Um I think that first goal he scored, especially. Henri Esco was, was a I was gonna say Ronaldinho esque. The way, he dink. Ju- the way he just stopped yeah. before he hit mm. I was like, that's like the one against Chelsea back in the day. Yeah, yeah, that's not, not um, too far away. Yeah. But yeah, Brazilian magic. And I think him and Martinelli's link up, you can definitely sense a bit of chemistry there with that front four, like Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli. I think they're going to be devastating this season. Yeah. Especially against the sides that lesser build to cope sides like Leicester. Mm. I feel like they're going to do very well. Um, and Gabriel Jesus got two goals within the first 30 minutes or something and then you had Jacket scored as well which was just crazy Martinelli on the score sheet and then sort of a bit of madness happened with Saliba with the own goal and the Madison goal as well I think this is what I was going to get on about Ramsdale yeah absolute fraud Ramsdale as a person like I love when he gives it to the crowd and you know he has the banter with the opposition supporters and stuff I love all that I'm, I'm game up for all that but you have to match your performance with that shit Hellsry kind of his his position for the Saliba on goal. He's in no man's land and there's no communication between himself and Saliba. The Madison goal, like how is he getting beaten on his near post? Mm. And he done that against Liverpool two or three times last season, where Jota especially in the Emirates twice absolutely rinsed him at the near post. Look at Arsenal have a project here. Arteta has a clear vision, and to be honest with you, I think it's working to an extent. But I just think Ramsdale, for all his, his good traits and, you know, the, the kind of the Barclays save of the week, all the shit that mm. he does, he has that mistake in him. Um, for all the Paddy Power merchants out there, Tommy Asu got booked in the 90th minute. <laughs> there you go. Which is, if anyone doesn't know, I would kind of look into it because it's quite a fascinating story. Um, Tommy Asu just went missing for like three months last season and there happened to be a betting scandal going on at one time. And I think it was the bank holiday weekend. Uh, Arsenal were playing West Ham and it was Tommy Yasu's first came back and me and the lads all put money on Tommy Yasu to get booked. And it was about the 63rd minute. He absolutely smashes into someone and our tether straight away goes, come off, come off. You're not getting booked. And he, he came off then. Wow. But um, yeah, Arsenal 4, Leicester 2, good win for Arsenal. Manchester City 4, Bournemouth 0. Um, the game was done in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> 3-0 at half time. And then Alerma own goal in the second half made a four. I suppose we look at the goal scores and anyone who's listening who hasn't seen the goals to weekend, Haaland wasn't on the score sheet, which I was incredibly surprised by. Foden didn't square too. He didn't. Um, <laughs> De Bruyne, I, I don't know if you've seen the se- you've seen the goals obviously. Yeah. The second goal from De Bruyne. Outside the boot. He uses Haaland so well there. Because what he does is he just lets Haaland create that space. He drags Lloyd Kelly with him and then Kelly just gives the Brian that bit of space to curl it in with his right foot. 
It was a lovely goal. And uh, your boy, Gundongan, made it 1 0 as well. And Haaland got the City's best in the field. In fairness, I think it's debatable. <laughs> I think it's debatable. But um, yeah, it was, it was a very good, impressive win for Man City. Yeah, and I thought, just to shout out to Mark Travers, I thought he did quite well with yeah. the, the way his uh, goal was being bombarded on Saturday. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Kiran, and it was their noisy neighbours in Old Trafford who took the trip to London on Saturday evening, half five kickoff. Um we'll just say the scoreline, four 0 to Brentford against Manchester United. What a shambles. It's the only way I can put it. I just I I was in town at the time and I just remember checking the score thirty minutes in and it was four 0 and I was like, What has after happening there? Mm, yeah. No matter how you look at it, that's a team in disarray. Oh yeah, but you know. you, anyone could have said that, like yeah. you know what I mean. Anyone could, uh, you, anyone could have like known that from last season. And I think the problem with United fans in general is they get themselves so hyped up, like pre-seasons fairly relevant. I, I've said that numerous occasions because I, I do firmly believe so. I was in Fagans of Drumcondra. Shout out to Bertie Hearn, his spot. Pictures, <laughs> of him, pictures of him everywhere, which is a bit, I mean, weird, but. Shout out to Bertie, him at himself and uh, one of the Clintons. You know, two good men, I suppose. <laughs> and I was in Fagans, as I said, drinking a few Marais, looking at the game. And I was with, I was with a United sport. And he was so confident of them losing before the game. He was like, yeah, this be easily 3 or 4 nil." <laughs> and I was like, ah, come on, will you? I, and to be honest with you, I did think it'd be something. So I didn't think it'd be 3 nil. I thought Brentford would win. But you know, I just didn't show any, any bite, any fight either. Like they, they just rolled over. And in fairness, like Brentford smothered them. You know what I mean? Brentford really took control. I don't, I don't necessarily think Brentford looked like they were gonna score before they got the first goal. No, that makes sense. Ronaldo had a chance. Ronaldo had a chance. Um, it's Ronaldo who loses the ball in midfield. I think Tony um took the ball off him, gets it to Josh, Josh De Silva, and De Silva just hits it, and it's a fairly innocuous shot. Like it's. The guy saves that. <laughs> but instead he just it just rolls underneath him and a bit like Ramsdale Arsenal, you're kinda of questioning his ability there. You're like, Hold on, what what's going on here? Yeah. Um mm. and then the second goal, and this is when Brentford really started smothering United, you're like, I'm saying to myself, sitting in the pub and like, right, if I'm the guy as far away from the goal as possible, just get it up the pitch. Forget about what Ten Hag says about playing it from the back. Up the pitch, get it out here. Instead he plays it into Ericsson. Ericsson gets blindsided by Jensen who takes the ball off him, puts it away, makes it 2-0. And then to make it 3-0, it was a corner in from the left-hand side. I think it was Hickey or Henry that took it. Ball back in from Tony. And it's Ben me to put it away over um, Martinez. And to be honest with you, I think Martinez is probably getting a bit of a hard time at United, which is, I don't know if it's fair or not, but the, the, the English media have it out for him terrible. But he, he didn't defend her well at all. And then the fourth goal, and again, you know they're kind of in the ascendancy. They're in Brentford's box, and it's a hoofed ball clear by by Ben Me again. I think Ivan Tony gets onto it, and it's a lovely, well timed, well paced pass to Mbemo. To be fair, if there was one goal, I would say if there was one goal, it's fair that United conceded. It's that one because of the quality of it, like the way Tony. Yeah, it was, it was a quality were, pass. Yeah, spurs it to Mbemo and the quality of the finish as well. Mm. Like that's fair enough conceding a goal like that, but the previous three were just pure. And or Lunacy. Yeah. Post match and this is this is kinda of where the weekend Barclays kicked into Gerby. Gary Neville and Jamie Redknapp having a scrap on Sky. I don't know if you've seen it, but 
Red Knapp goes to Neville he goes look at me when I'm talking to you look at me in the eyes yeah and Neville's quite <laughs> I'm surprised Neville didn't spark him out or he didn't walk off or something that's so fucking rude, rude. Like, like I'm sitting there going that's not answer your point at all Jamie <laughs> you know what I mean and he's like Neville was like Jamie you slate the players before the break you slate the players before the break it's not the players fault it is the players fault as well to an extent they're very poor Gary Neville sees Still. one sort of perspective where it's just the owners yeah. and he's, he's sticking to that argument but I think it, from the outside looking in you have to blame the players and the players have to take a bit of responsibility mm. because if they're at the end of the day they're the ones on the pitch fighting for the bad yeah. and the fact that they're, they, they've clocked like the least amount of kilometres in the Premier League mm-hmm. they're not running so they're if they're not the, effort in. if they're not trying then who else will the, well, thing, the well, thing that gets me as well about the Glazers and look at don't get me wrong don't get me wrong there's a lot wrong with the with the board with the Glazers etc but any time United have wanted a player, more often than not, they've gone out and bought him. Like last season, they spent millions, hundreds of millions last season on Sancho, Maguire, or not Maguire, Varane, and we're not. They spent eighty million on Maguire, like so they are spending money. It's just the recruitment's poor, and then it's not translating onto the pitch. But and if they don't get a few players, and Gary Neville said it last night in MNF, they don't get a few players in before the windows out. They genuinely could finish bottom half, like mm. that's how poor they've been. This is where the Barclays really kicked off. And we'll talk about, maybe for a couple of seconds, about Forest and West Ham in a bit. But Chelsea 2, Spurs 2. By God, prime Barclays, full of drama. What a game of football. What a mad game of football. It was absolutely mental. The afters as well was great. Um, really enjoyable game. I found myself eating a carvery cure on watching this. On a delightful Sunday afternoon. Yeah, of course. I was uh, I was sat on my own watching this while they were... <laughs> that sounded so bleak. <laughs> it, it is bleak, but at the end of the day, there was there was visitors over. And I was like, oh, will I talk to these now? I probably won't see them again for the rest of my life. You know, they're my cousins, everything. Family is everything and all that. Oh, but at the end of the day, Chelsea are playing Spurs in the Premier League. <laughs> and I had to watch it. And my God, I do not have any regrets. What a game of football. Mm. What an absolute brilliant game of football, um, and and ruined to a certain extent by Anthony Taylor. But we'll get into that. Kulabali makes it one 0 from a corner. Volley, what a goal! Cuts across. It. Sterling did well to get out of the way with his head, um, and Kukurela delivers the ball. Chelsea dominate the first half, um, one nil. Going to the dressing, Spurs come out in the second half. Played it. Started to play a bit better, but obviously you have that controversial. Foul on Kai Havertz. Did you think it was a foul? It was a hundred percent a foul. I think he went through him to get the ball. I don't think he even got the ball. They were saying on. on no, he did. I thought. I thought. I didn't think there was that wrong. With it. Well, from cameras, uh, not in my opinion. Factually, he didn't touch the ball once. So I don't. Understand. I'll show you a video right now of him getting the ball. Like there's. Videos I've seen the videos, the and I don't think he he went through the player. Oh, I thought he got the ball. Now. He went through the player as he. Um, he got the ball. But yeah, it was a foul. Definite foul on Kai Havertz. Um, 40 seconds before this goal happened but then obviously Jorginho does a rollback in his own box and you're sort of like he had such a great game until then but the, I think the thing with Jorginho is the overconfidence just gets him he thinks when he has a good game he has the tendency to ruin it all by doing something like that but like a drag back in his own box what's he thinking there I don't know what he's doing um, and then ball gets played to Hoiberg 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 
plays it through with Charleston's legs in the view, direct view of Mendy. Um, which was completely offside, by the way. You're sounding very bitter. Oh, I am bitter, bro. <laughs> I don't give a shite. Like, that's... He was completely offside there. Um, and they give the goal. Of course they give the goal. You know, what do you expect? It's the worst officiated league in the world. Um, but yeah, that that was one all. Um, and then, oh, brilliant goal from Reese James here. Um, for the the second Chelsea goal. Um, I think it's Koulibaly wins it back in... Uh, the path. <laughs> that was not a foul. That was not a foul. Kill the valley, so it was not a foul. Don't try and wind me up like that. It wasn't a foul. Oh, he got you, the ball. I think you're giving out about the foul yeah, on Havertz. Havertz. Then you have to no, I'm not. It. No, I'm not entertaining. Oh, no, they're both fouls. Or they're not both fouls. They're not both fouls because he went through the Havertz when he went through Havertz. Through players, like. No, Kill the got the ball. Man, he reefed him out of it like. Oh. <laughs> and then Kante plays it to Sterling, who. Who weighs a beautiful pass to Reese James, who finishes it yeah, off, and obviously that big Tuchel celebration. And between it all, there was fights going on between Conte and Tuchel the whole time, and technical areas. And then it was two one, and then another stupid officiating moment happens again for the for the second Spurs goal. Um, it's a corner. Kane heads it. Mendy saves, but in the background, uh, Romero just absolutely drags Cucurella to the ground, mm-hmm. pulls him by the hair. It's a blatant red card. It's violent conduct. Seemingly, there's in the rules, it doesn't say anything about hair pulling. Well, that's all well and good, but who has hair like Cucurella? I think that's probably the point. Case yeah. the point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to make a rule for one player, you know? Yeah, but I, th- I think it is violent conduct. Like, the way he just. Oh, it is, yeah. The way you reefed at his hair, like, mm. that's dangerous. I don't understand mm. why it's not given as a red card. Like, um, and then, obviously, from the subsequent corner. Kane heads it. I don't know what Koulibaly is doing. I think they said defend them, but it's very yeah. poor time. Like concentrate for the last. It's literally the last corner of the game. Mm. It's so cheap to get. To I I think there. I think the element. I think the fact that they're waiting for it to be taken for so long, because they're looking at Alvar. I think that probably play, it's like when a penalty is being given and the player waits ages and he misses. Yeah. But Koulibaly hesitates. Like I, I yeah. feel like he should compete for the ball there. And there's already a player on the line. Reese James is on the line. I feel like Koulibaly could stop Kane there. Yeah. As good as the game was, um, and I know you, I look. I don't particularly like Anthony Taylor. Right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, bat for him here. Um, but there was times where I liked, I liked how he let the game flow. I liked, and you've seen soon as now. I know what he said was a bit. You're a bit like, oh, Graham, don't be saying that. But I did like the physicality of the game. I did like the bit of needle in it. Yeah. Um, and I did think to an extent Taylor refereed it well. The last one is a, is a free out. It should, that should have been given. But as I was sitting uh, as I was sitting down in uh, the halfway house crown, does a lovely carry shout out to them, um, sipping on a Moretti. As that second corner was being taken, I was sitting there going, yeah, they're definitely scoring here. I don't know why. I don't know if you ever watched the game. Just felt like oh, I felt that same yeah. feeling. It's just as it's like it's like you're just like ah, oh, some, something's gonna happen here. I'm not saying this toy up either. I I do think, but I did think Bolton were around. I thought Benton Core wins the ball, and I thought Koulibaly. If if you're to give one, you have to give the other. Is what I'm saying. And he didn't give either of them. No. So either it's good refereeing or it's poor refereeing. It's poor refereeing. I think he's done it before. He has an agenda against Chelsea. I don't think that's actually true. He does. He has a blatant agenda against Chelsea. It happened in the Arsenal game. And by the way, this is the most angry I've ever felt um, at, at a game of football. <laughs> Maybe since... Since the, the last time Chelsea lost. No, since that Arsenal game that he refereed, I think um, it's the most angry I've ever felt after a game. I feel, I feel the sports fans feel similarly to the Kulisevsky one though. 
I don't think they. You I, know what I mean? I've talked to the Spurs fans about this, and they think it's a it's a blatant red card. I heard nothing about the Kulazeski. I don't. There wasn't a foul on Kulazeski. That was that. Kulabali got the ball. He money reefs him to the ground. He this, this, is a, this is what I'm saying about the physicality of the game. That's why it was good, was because he let the game flow. I can't agree with like, that because you know, I, I feel Bentancourt won the ball. Like. But I feel like Koulibaly got a lot more of the ball than Bentancourt got. I, maybe Bentancourt got but 2% of the ball. Yeah, but it's still similar in the sense that Koulibaly reefs into the ground and gets the ball. Bentancourt the, takes the, the leg the, off and gets the ball. It's, but, but, it's but, the same thing, you know what I mean? You can't take a leg off a player to get the ball. That's you can't the drag someone to the ground to get the ball either. Though. I don't think he dragged him to the ground. He does, though. He, he does. He shoved <clears> him away because he's stronger than him. That's yeah, but the, that's I've seen fellas giving for that, though. I'm not getting into it, but I think the the Havertz one was was ridiculous. I think overall, though, I thought the defending it made me angry. Like uh, not nothing like that. And, but that nothing makes me on. angry like injustice. But that, that was, doesn't mean you're right, though. Just because you're frustrated about it doesn't mean the referee's wrong. You know what I mean? I I can tell you that I'm not the only one who feels it. That's fair enough, but that's football in essence. What I was about to say I was I think it's injustice in essence. I think the best part about this game was probably the afters. I thought it was great to see. And people are, people are, I think, these days a bit too PC. They don't like seeing people fighting or whatever. I thought that was box office TV, to be honest with you. It was fucking great. Um, and we need more of it, to be completely honest with you. I think we need more needle like that in the game. Yeah. Um, and you see in Bowdoin after, I'd say Bowdoin after, had a glass of wine. It's like, ah, forget about it. And move on. And that's, that's kind of the beauty of it all. But um, to top off the weekend, Kieran, we, of course, had Monday Night Football. Liverpool won, Crystal Palace won. A very frustrating evening of football for Liverpool. Yeah. Um, who are dominant, true. I have written here, Liverpool dominant. Palace clinical, and I say clinical to an extent. We will get on to Zaha having this chance. Um, the lineups come out, and Nat Phillips is that centre-half. And I sent you a picture going, why is Nat Phillips? <laughs> I was like, I thought he was gone. Why, what's he doing? And don't get me wrong, I love Nat Phillips as well, but I think the way... I had a feeling, by the way, Liverpool were going to play with Van Dijk at the back. I was saying to myself, he's going to be exposed for pace. And he was. With Zaha um, ball chipped over to Zaha. Gets him behind. And it was a fucking great finish, to be fair. It was a lovely finish. Yeah. And you see this thing with Van Dijk. He does it quite a bit. I, I call it the lateral jockey. Where he'll just jockey the player. And he's almost going, ah, yeah, come on, have a shot at Alisson. Alisson's going to save it. And Zaha went, you know what, I will have a shot here. And I'm just going to bang it past him. And he couldn't have finished the better. It was, it was a lovely finish. Darwin Nunes. My God. What do you say at this? It's fucking madness. It's absolutely... And we'll get on to you. For a little spoiler if anybody listening. He is he is caught of the week. Nunes gets sent off. And I'm not going to lie. I remember... Remember Suarez bit of advantage. Remember when that happened? Mm. And I remember there was kind of people kind of going... I don't know what. We let him away. Because it's Luis Suarez and he's a bit mad. But Luis Suarez could back that up. You know what I mean? He could be a mad bastard and then he'd score four goals the weekend. And it'd be nice if Nunes started acting like Suarez in that sense and started scoring goals. He's out for three games now, which is a bit frustrating. Luis Diaz makes a 1-1. A lovely run. A lovely finish. Um, I thought he was great. He was very good, wasn't he? A couple of stats. Liverpool, 75% possession in the game. 17 shots to Palace's four. Very wasteful game of football from Liverpool's point of view. Liverpool as well have more XG in the first two games than any other team in the Premier League which just adds to it and makes it worse 4.7 XG for anyone interested I think Nunez coming in it's going to take a while for him and it's evident by last night it's 
going to take a while for him to get used to the Premier League. I thought Salah was very isolated on that, that right-hand side. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be a long season. I do think it'll still be us and City up there. We've seen it last season. We started kind of slow, dropping points at the likes of uh, Brentford. Um, and even Fulham as well, the season before, they, they, they got four points off us in the season they got relegated. So two teams that have caused problems for us in the past with Palace as well. So, yeah, I, I still think we will have a good season. But I just think at the minute it's a bit of a, a walk in progress. But... um. We run through the rest of the game through a quick crowd, will we? Very quick. <laughs> Bright nil, Newcastle nil. Nick Pope had a fucking whopper game. Um, Southampton two, Leeds two. Um, your man Mara, what a pass! Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, it was a good pass. Um, um, I thought Southampton did well to come back from two down as mm. well. And it looked like it was over. Leeds yeah. two nil up. Rodrigo looked like the game was done with. Wolves nil, Fulham nil. The Premier League Mitrovic is back in anyways. <laughs> A penalty missed and then a hack of the leg of um who was a Gibbs White <laughs> thing he just took him out and um Nottingham Forest won West Ham nil a great result for Ned Schneebly and the school rock <laughs> the school of Forest um your god of the week Kieran my god of the week goes this week to Gabriel Jesus mm. for his performance in the four two win at mm. Leicester I'm gonna give my god of the week to two men if that's okay um. And it's probably a bit of a change from the usual. But I'm going to, to Antonio Conte and Thomas Tuchel. I thought that was great television. I really thought it was good. You could see a bit of fire in the two of them. You know, Conte is known for being a bit of a head case. Tuchel, I think. He's not. He's usually a bit more calm and collected. But that's what made it great. Goal of the week. I'm going to give it to uh, Luis Diaz for his solo goal from, yeah. the, from the left against Palace. I think it was something that Liverpool needed to sort of spark them back into the game I'm going to give my god week to Cole Walker-Pierce of Southampton as we said that ball by Mara lovely finish from Walker-Pierce as well this fella Ronaldo is a cod our lay cod of the week or whatever it is in Spanish is did that a win? New nation. <laughs> um, I have no idea what he was thinking. I really am baffled as to how he thought he'd get away with it. He, <laughs> he just absolutely takes Anderson out of it. Um, for all the kind of shithouse Anderson was doing throughout the game, y- you can't rise to that. That's Premier League football. You won't get away with it. That left that mark on Anderson's forehead, I'd say, the next, mm. next morning. He woke up with a bag of ice on his chin and one point away from Anfield. I'd say he's happy enough. But yeah, I caught it the week. Darwin, new niche. So moving on now, Cran, to around the world in 60 seconds. It's your debut this week. Uh, for anyone that doesn't understand the concept, this is just the world of football news from around the world. Very creative, we know. In 60 seconds, with shout out to Daft Punk for allowing us, well, we, we allowed ourselves supplying the music exactly um, but yeah we're going to get kicked off in 3 oh, two, <laughs> 1 in France Mbappe throws a hippie, hippie. oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> start again start again so um, due to technical difficulties we're going to go with take 2 of around the world in 60 seconds Kieran 3 2 1 
In France, Mbappe throws a hissy fit, which causes his team a goal as Paris romp home 5-2 winners versus Montpellier. Neymar getting on the score sheet twice. In Italy, Origi and Festi Abuselli make debuts for their retrospective new teams as AC Milan beat Udinese 4-2. Abuselli um, picking up a yellow card for a foul on Origi. Lukaku also scores on his debut for Inter. In the Bundesliga, Werner scores for Leipzig in a 2-all draw versus Cologne and flies to Stamford Bridge the next day to watch Chelsea play Spurs. How did you do that? Um, <laughs> in Eredivisie A, Stevie Burgoyne nets a hat-trick versus Ajax in a 6-1 win versus Groningen. MLS 2, USL, Aaron Malloy on the score sheet in a 2-0 win versus Pittsburgh. The league that should not be named, Barca nil all versus Real Vallecano. Christensen, on, uh, Christensen comes on, Rafinha, Kessie, Radamel Falcao comes on for Vallecano. Getafe beaten 3-0 by Atletico Madrid. Ireland's very own Joe Patrick Finn was on the home side's bench. Europa League, finally, Rovers are true to Europa League qualifier where they will play Ferran Varkos of Hungary this Thursday in Tala, securing 3.3 million for their involvement in the Europa Conference League. Woohoo! Do you want to know what you did that in? <laughs> Can you guess what you did that in? I've just seen it. <laughs> One, One minute. minute, 18 seconds. That's quite good to be fair. I think you fit a lot of the news in. Yeah. And your personality really came through in that girl. Oh, thanks. No problem. <laughs> Um, this is the video portion of the OnlyFans football podcast. This week, we are previewing Liverpool's trip to Old Trafford um, Monday evening. A relegation battle. Well, to an extent. Um, eight o'clock kickoff. Um, Liverpool, as we said, travel to Manchester United. Um, a Manchester United side in turmoil at the minute, as we spoke about on the podcast this week, which we do advise anyone looking to uh, seek us out on Spotify and do join us. Kieran. Yeah. I would describe this game as two teams in turmoil. Uh, two bad starts to the season. The likes of Nunes being suspended, so I think will have a lot to do with Liverpool's success in this game. As I think Nunes is Liverpool's best player at the moment. Kieran <laughs> <laughs> is, of course, um, trolling. <laughs> Who hasn't listened to the podcast? Um, yeah, it's. I think for Liverpool's standards, it's a very poor start. Um, two draws in games, which really... They didn't look like they started well in. And I think you look at the community shield as well. The intensity in that game. And to play the way they did against Man City. For the levels to drop the way they have um, against Palace and Fulham. Isn't good enough to be honest. Um, we'll look at the past results. Because that's what we done last week for the preview. Um, obviously Manchester United's two results this season in the league. Have been a 4-0 loss away to Brentford. And a two-one home loss as well to Brighton in Old Trafford. Yeah, and and like stuff from a United standpoint, stuff has been coming out in the last twenty-four hours, forty-eight hours. I was researching a bit at late hours of the morning because I have a, a miserable life. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've just seen like Ten Hag had United out running on Sunday for a start. So straight after the game, he had them running mm. on the next Sunday, and the, oh, you can't imagine that going down too well after a game no day off um, and Man United fans are planning to empty Old Trafford next Monday uh, the Man United supporters trust coming out and saying a fish rots from the head and they want action from the owners mm. which I think is very interesting and just uh, I, I was reading some stuff about Jose Mourinho back in the day when he was Man United manager he said Pogba, pa, sorry excuse me Pogba is a virus Martial is lazy Rashford can't 
be Man United's main striker and Luke Shaw doesn't use his head mm. and all that stuff has turned out to be true in the end yeah. he would have talked I think, I think Jose said as well that his biggest achievement in football was getting this United team to finish second and it's the same players it's the same nucleus it's the same problem touched on Liverpool's first two games on real quick as we said discussed at length on the podcast one all versus Palace at home and two all versus Fulham away um, I think a problem for Liverpool so far this season is I think look go, looking at the at the defence first of all which is usually a strength of Liverpool's they look really vulnerable um, I thought Mitrovic had a failed day against Van Dijk which is completely abnormal for Virgil um, and we've seen the pace of Nat Phillips exploited so it, it's going to be a weird one I, I do think Joe Gomez probably slots back in maybe Matip if he's fit he looked better than Phillips when he came on I thought yeah, Gomez. to be honest, look at Joe Gomez is a very accomplished player. He's a very good player when he's fit and he, he's ready to go. He's really good. And to be honest with you, as good as Matip, Matip is and as good as Kanata is, I think a lot of people will uh, look back at Gomez's season in 2018-19 and 19-20 in which we won the Champions League and Premier League as a season in which he was very good in. You know what I mean? And if you can get to those levels again, you're talking about a very good player. Um, Just looking at <clears throat> the games from last season and the season previous that Liverpool versus Manchester United um, of course last game Liverpool played against Manchester United was 4-0 to Liverpool in Anfield at Old Trafford Kiron it was Manchester United 0 Liverpool 5 the season previous to that obviously Covid ball which we all remember unfondly um, Liverpool 4-2 away at Old Trafford in a, a nice green kit which might be kit of the week at one stage for people who are listening and nil all at Anfield. Um, so essentially three of the four, four last games, Liverpool have won, um, scoring four goals or more against United. Um, I'm not sure how one of these games going to pan out. We will, we will throw out a prediction now, Kieran. I fancy Liverpool to win. Naturally enough, we should be beating United, given the current state of Man United. Um, at Old Trafford, Liverpool, they, ha- they haven't been great so far, but mm. I still think they have too much quality for United. And I think... Should you know give the space to Liverpool that they gave to Brentford, um, Liverpool will score goals. So I'm gonna go with a two 0 win to Liverpool. Kieran, your a prediction. Two 0 win. Yeah, I'd. It's it's gonna be it's kind of a rough one because Liverpool have started a bit a bit weirdly. Um, if Liverpool started well, I'd be like, oh, no doubt Liverpool are gonna smash United up. I just wonder whether United will show up in this game. I know? have a feeling they will. Um, I I think they might. Um, and there might be a bit of a reaction. Listen, I think the realistic thing is that Liverpool are going to win this game. I think mm-hmm. if you go for anything else, it would be ludicrous. Um, so I'll, I'll probably go for something tight, but um, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win to Liverpool away from home at Old Trafford. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I don't think that's that's such a bad show because we have looked kind of shaky at the back as well. So a goal could definitely uh, happen for United. We asked, of course, Kieran, last week we had our favourite Chelsea Spurs moments. Have you got any favourite Liverpool Man United moments before I get into it? I'd say probably the Torres days mm. and the, those battles against Vidic and, yeah. and Ferdinand. Mm. I think that, those were probably the days I, I remember fondly of, of Liverpool Man United because it was a very competitive game back then. Mm. Um, and I, I just remember Man United being the more uh, well-rounded team back then and how the tables have turned now. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we have a few Liverpool fans obviously in our inbox on Instagram. But we have a lot of United fans as well, so we'll we'll get the United fans out of the way first. Ben Casey says Banfield. I don't know if you remember that one. Gerard comes on, gets sent off, <laughs> and Matta scores um a bicycle kick. It was a lovely 
We have Kane Mulvey who says relegation battle, which I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> and then he says Makeda. Now Makeda oh. scored against Aston Villa, but he didn't score against Liverpool. So Kane, you might have your shout wrong there, but that's that's okay. We still love you on the OnlyFans Football Podcast. We have Rory who says four 0 to Liverpool with a valid prediction. We actually have a few people saying a few United fans saying ten 0 to Liverpool, which that that won't happen. Um, Are you sure? I don't think that'll happen. Um, Philly says Rashford sending Trent Alexander-Arnold back to school. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think Rashford's probably been in the same school ever since. Um, Gary says Wanfield as well. He says the Martial debut goal. I don't know if you remember Martin Tyler. He he really enjoyed that one. Mm. Um, Tough overhead kick. I don't remember that one. That was three oh. one to United and Old Trafford that time. And Berentoff got a hat trick in that game. Um, Craig says he thinks Man United are going to win three two, and Nat Phillips. Um, Nat Phillips' own goal in the COVID season is his favourite <laughs> in the game that United lost he enjoyed Nat Phillips' own goal Dave saying Dave put a lot of memories in which I enjoy he says Dossana 4-0 which was um, that's the days you were talking about Torres Rinson mm. Village in God got a last minute winner or to cement game I think, <laughs> I think, yeah that, that's one of my favourite moments Davin Gog Liverpool getting three penalties at Old Trafford I don't know if you remember that one I think we won the game 3-0 and Gerrard got three penalties I think we might have won a 4-0 election but um, my favourite Liverpool's Manchester United moment Kieran, comes from last season um, naturally enough Liverpool 5 <laughs> Manchester United 0 at Old Trafford um, I don't think I ever thought I'd see the likes of that ever Salah banging in a hat-trick that day as well um, and it was the first night uh, personally it was the first night the nightclubs in Ireland had opened up again so naturally enough it was the bank holiday weekend. We all went on the session after Liverpool won. And I woke up on Monday morning with COVID. So that's a nice moment for well, me. Well deserved. Salah Hadrick and Adzi getting COVID is my moment of um is my favourite Manchester United Liverpool moment. That's pr- proper twenty twenty one. Proper twenty twenty. Um we of course have our acclaimed Get It Out, our quick fire edition of Get It Out. Get which it was out. eleven minutes last season. Shout out to Alberto. Moreno, I hope you're keeping well. I think he's injured at the minute. Um, this week, Kieran, we have a lot of questions. I'll start off with Gary's one because you, you hated it last week, but it was a funny question. Gary this week says, would you rather have finger-sized nipples or nipple-sized fingers? I think, no, I think the nimble fingers would be nice. I'd, have, I'd like to have nip. How nipples. would you grip anything? Nipple. You wouldn't be able to pick anything up. Like, <laughs> like you're, you, you, would have, you would literally have no hand. If oh, you'd you, have little stumpy fingers, like. How big are your nipples? <laughs> See, this is why I don't want to answer questions yeah, like this. True. What about you? I'd probably go with the finger-sized nipples. Right. Because you can have small fingers. Like He doesn't specify what finger. Like, if, if they're the size of my pinky finger, uh, it's not that noticeable. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to finesse these things. Like You know what I mean? We have a question in, um, in old to Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte's fight weekend. We have a few questions like this. First one is who would win in a fight in an octagon? Yeah, I'd back yeah. to any day. I, I'd go with Conte because he's, he's a little mad bastard. I think he just <laughs> like a little scrappy dude kind of figure. We have another question, Kieran. That was from Aina, by the way, the, the question of the octagon. This question is uh, WWE based. So it was Survivor Series. I don't know if you know the concept. It was basically two teams of five and they both eliminate each other. Right. So this question essentially is Team Thomas Tuchel versus Team Antonio Conte. You can have four players of th- that they've managed on their team and themselves are included in the team of five. So you have Conte, 
forwarders and Tuchel forwarders what forwarder players are you taking you can be Tuchel I'll be Conte Antonio Rudiger I take a few scumbags off PSG I'd probably take uh, like Neymar as well I feel like he'd oh, have to I don't know if he'd be a good scrapper though um, I take Paredes and I take I take Thiago Silva yeah. so you're going Rudiger Thiago Silva Paredes Neymar and Thomas Tuchel is yeah. your Survivor Series team my Antonio Conte team would have Christian Romero I'd have Diego Costa oh good show I would have Conte 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 I feel like he's managed it yeah he has he yeah. has Ireland were playing on that I'm gonna go uh, Benucci do you know what bit of a mad show Graziano Pele wow Pele uh, Benucci Diego Costa and Christian Romero and Antonio Conte versus Tuchel uh, Tuchel, Rudiger, Paredes, Neymar and Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva. I might put a poll for that one. We also have another question saying who'd win the scrap? Darwin Nunes or um, what's your man's name? Joaquin Anderson. Do you know what? I feel like Darwin he's, he's a bit crazier. That's That that would have been my that's yeah. my exact train of thought as well. But I feel like he'd gas himself he'll gas himself out early mm. and, and Joaquin Anderson has a good eye for a pass so I feel like he's more strategic. So mm. I think he could if it's a proper boxing match. I I fancy, um, Wacky Management to outboxing in twelve rounds. Yeah, I think in a street fight, Nunes wins though. Right, a street fight, yeah. I think Nunes is a yeah. mad bad. I'm saying, judging by last night, there was one player on the ground and there was one player standing tall. A lot of talks of fighting here. I, don't know. I know, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, Philly says, "Who's worse, Harvey Smelly or Darlos Nunes?" Fair play, Philly. It looks like you've been on uh, Twitter the past couple of hours. <laughs> Your most hated footballer for me. Oh, do you know what? Judging by your rant, do you know what? Your man, um, I hate the Swiss. I really hate the Swiss. Okay. I, I hate Liechtensteiner. He's, he, oh, Swiss, yeah, I thought yeah. you said Swedish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I despise him. Is that any reason yeah. in particular? No, he just, I remember Ireland playing him a few times and him just moaning all the time mm. and claiming everything. And I, I think it's between him and Shaka, but I go Liechtensteiner over Shaka. I yeah, Shaka is a, a bit of a isn't yeah. I'd probably go with Lewandowski. I remember seeing Ireland and Poland play years ago in uh, the Aviva yeah. and he just dived so much and it was really frustrating to watch because the game was just constantly stopping and he done shit TikToks as well. Remember during lockdown he was like doing dancing with Jason Derulo and I was like come on mate you're going for a Ballon d'Or here and you're the reason why he didn't get the Ballon d'Or is because he done TikToks is what I'm saying. Another question I mean from Ian he says do you think if Darwin Nunes' name was David O'Neill he'd be playing for Finn Harps? <laughs> yeah potentially. Ian says death row meal. Have you thought this? Yeah, I have actually. Okay. Um, I probably did. It, it, there, there wouldn't be much option. I would say. Is this like your dream meal before mm. you die? Yeah. Because you get anything you want on death row. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I go for a chicken pie, chicken chorizo paella. I, I think that. not very fancy here. That'd be lovely. Mm. It'd be nice and filling before you die. Yeah. Instead of all, you're just going for paella. You can have like paella, as much yeah, food as you want, and you're just going for paella. Paella. Like a big chunk of paella. I would probably go with to start off a burrito bowl from Bougem. I would have, and this you see, you're gonna be, Kieran, you're, you're reacting as if it's heavy on the stomach, man. You're gonna be dead. You're not gonna remember eating the like. Um, I would go for a, spi- a spice bag from the Flame Walk, and I oh would, God. I would probably have um a crate of Asahi. Wash it down. You no, know, I think you die before being on death row. Okay, all that. Um, Adam Fahey says top three bus routes on Dublin bus. I I'd say that for Hector. 
who does the book reviews. Oh, so you don't want to? You just don't want to answer the question? I'll answer the question, but I, I think he'd know more than me on, well, on the issue. Hector's not on the show, is he? Shout out to Hector. We do like Hector. Yeah. On this show, hopefully we'll get him on soon. But um, I, I like to try know myself, but mm. it, it does be a bit packed sometimes. So, mm. so I go the four, the one five five, and the thirty nine A. I don't travel on the bus a whole lot, but if I if I had to pick, it'd be the one two three because the bus stops right outside my house, which is quite convenient, especially coming back from town if it's raining. School wise, the one two two was a bit of a magical bus at times, on the bus stop across the road. It's where dreams came true. I mean, where it's where dreams went to die. To be honest, and um, I'd probably go to thirty nine A, because it goes from Blanchardstown all the way out to UCD, and I'd say anyone who's sitting on that probably despises living. <laughs> Because why would you sit on the bus from Blanche to UCD? Oh, I'd say be, it'd be like being on it for a day, I'd say. Yeah. Dave says, um, Arsenal to challenge or to or is it too early to say? No, I think I think Arsenal will challenge. No, I think they'll stumble on in the big game fixtures. That's I I think. think the league's gonna be a bit fucking mental this year, and I think the early evidence like kind of backs that up. I think I think I think City will drop points at some stage. Use the drop points. I think everyone's going to drop more points than what they would have in recent years. I do think Arsenal will be up there. He also says, in a knock, who wins? Tuchel or Conte? As we said. Well, I'm going with Conte. Too sure. Dave says, can you think of any players to get a red card in their home debut? Darwin inspired. I just can't. I'm sure there is. I suppose we'll change that question about, who, what's your favourite ever red card? I think my favourite ever red card was when Costa wound up. I think it was... Was Gabriel playing at the back for Arsenal? Or David Luiz, I think, was it? No, it was... Oh, Gabriel Palista, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember Costa was playing against him and he wound him up so much that he kicked out at him. Do you remember the one with um, David Luiz against United for Chelsea? Yeah. He got kicked by, I think it was Rafael or Fabio or something. Mm. And he just lay on the ground smirking. And they got sent off for it. <laughs> that was a cracker. Jerry says... Jerry simply says... <laughs> <laughs> my main takeaway from the Premier League this weekend is international breaks are underrated <laughs> spoken like a true United fan we have a nice story from Jerry actually to end this week's episode uh, Rory says what's your favourite cereal Rice Krispies mm. I think Cocoa Pops get repetitive Rice, Rice Krispies don't I think Rice Krispies are like a shy version of Cocoa Pops to be honest I think what makes what separates them is the Cocoa I've always thought Rice Krispies were nicer because I feel like Cocoa Pops can get a bit sweet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm going to go with you know, the Wee Bix Mini. All right. Yeah, very nice. Um, <laughs> Craig says, what's one TV show you can never get sick of? Uh, one TV show you can watch for the rest of your life? Kieran, I think you know mine. I'm going to say the US Office. Yeah, fair. Mm. I'm going to say Peep Show. Yeah, do you know what actually as well? Another show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Really easy, like, watch. You know what I mean? And you'll get a laugh out of it somewhere or another. Last question from Ben Casey. Shout out to Ben. He says, Blur or Oasis? Yeah, Oasis, definitely. Yeah. But not that Blur or Bad or anything, but... As I said, we're going to end the story, and I forgot to put in the preview um, for the Manchester United and Liverpool game. We have a nice story from from Jerry to end this. Um, He says, simply, not sure if it's always you who's on the podcast Instagram account. Because um, obviously we both have access to it. We said, um, your dad had us down to watch a game at Anfield um, in 1997. So that was a year after Dave was born. Dave was in a baby. Well, Dave was a baby. And in um, 
the Liverpool keepers kit. David James flaps a few crosses and United win 3 1. Literally after one of the crosses went in, Dave Dave puked on me dad. <laughs> and my dad goes, Couldn't have put it better myself, son. <laughs> because David David James was shy. But yeah, that's that's Jerry's little um, Manchester United Liverpool anecdote to finish this week's episode. Lovely. Um a nice way to finish the park, Kieran. Yeah. I think that was wholesome enough. It was quite wholesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's this week's episode. The the Ned Schneebly. I hope wow. you I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we're recording this on Tuesday. Kieran's gonna work his ma- magic and hopefully be out by tomorrow morning afternoon. Tomorrow evening potentially. Um, there's only so much Kieran can do, but he is the genius behind this podcast. And yes, we shall leave it there. We'll leave it there. So very flat way to end it. We'll leave it there. So. <laughs>